This is a podcast from Minute Media. I'm solid to the crack, never change me and my son the rain. It gets wet when we hang. I'm solid, could touch the blue part of the flame. The blue part of the flame. And nothing I just want to roll with those who The sports comedy podcast that's about to outlast Urban Meyer's tenure in Jacksonville and Urban Meyer's marriage. I'm your host, Adam Weinerb, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, leaking information to that venerated Jacksonville media we've all heard of, realizing you can't make a Tom Glavin without cracking a few Greg Maddoxes, and signing an NIL deal with the Bing Bong guy, so everyone can say Bing Bong when they beat me for the next 15 years. Big show today, we've got Fansided's own Ariana Prasad to play a little NFL game. But first, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. Bombshell reports emerged this week about Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer's complete collapse. Meyer reportedly challenged his assistant coaches to explain why they were winners like him instead of losers. Then his assistants were like, good point coach, you hired a room full of losers. That's extremely what winners do. He's right, though. Getting dominated is, of course, a job for Suburban Meyer. Later in the meeting, Meyer ripped off his shirt and challenged his assistants to a fight, but then when one of them approached him, he collapsed to the ground and pulled all his fake heart wires out like Larry David and Muggsy Bogues in the bathroom. Meanwhile, Meyer denied the reports and threatened to fire whoever was responsible for the leak, smash cut to a fake despondent Tom from Succession rubbing Urban Meyer's shoulders. If you didn't finish Succession, by the way, I'm very sorry, but live on Earth. Just be here with us on Earth. Meyer actually said in reality, quote, if there is a source, that source is unemployed. To which James Robinson was like, yup, basically am. Thanks. Okay, so Washington against Dallas. Was that the same Taylor Heineke from like the earlier part of the NFL season? Or was it a different actor playing the same character? Meanwhile, Dak Prescott made plays in space all day, something Jeff Bezos calls pulling a stray hand. Bills quarterback Josh Allen is in a walking boot after losing to the Buccaneers in OT, which is a shame, because if he'd been in a walking boot last week, they would have beaten the Patriots. The Raiders started Sunday's game against the Chiefs with a midfield speech at the Kansas City logo, then lost the game 48-9. After the game, the Chiefs admitted they felt disrespected by getting surpassed in racism by John Gruden's emails. Baker Mayfield tested positive for COVID this week as the Browns crisis grew in some other way, I assume. The Army-Navy game took place at MetLife Stadium this weekend. Unfortunately, our entire military is now stuck in MetLife Stadium traffic. Nobody tell Libya. Quarterback Quinn Ewers has transferred to Texas after sitting on the bench at Ohio State for a year and collecting a $1.4 million NIL deal. And next year, he'll transfer to SMU after blowing that entire $1.4 million on something his friend made up called Quincoin. Zion Williamson has been shut down from basketball activities with more foot pain. Man, isn't Ja versus Zion really starting to remind you of Greg Oden and Steve Francis? Sorry, you wanted me to say Kevin Durant, but I just, I will not say that. And by the way, doesn't Zion look out of shape, I say, as I dip a steak fry in eggnog? And a trailer for a new Netflix movie where Kevin James plays Saints head coach Sean Payton just dropped. Even weirder, Taylor Lautner plays defensive coordinator Greg Williams. And now here's Kendall Roy trying to overthrow MLB commissioner Rob Manfred. We gotta, um, we we gotta end this. We we, we gotta find a plan. Um, we, we just gotta get him out of here. 
what do we do? Let, let's go, you know, let's let's go full fucking lefty specialist. Smoke him inside, just, just make him uncomfortable. I, I could grab the mic during the MLB All Hands and start listing off all the minor leaguers he's underpaying. Bobby, Witt, Jr. Read it out slow like that. What does Jerry think? Should we go C-Lig? Start feeding these guys muscle pills and look the other way? No, come on. Give me ideas. I need ideas. Ideas. This guy's dangerous. I'm, I'm dope to it. I'm hip. So, worst case, we don't act. How long is this lockout going to go? By, by March, we'll, we'll be good, right? Just going nut-nut on opening day? Um, I, uh, think the lockout could be semi-permanent, actually. There, there's definitely an, um, an, an air of permanence to it. Just, uh, just a permanence hint. Oh, come on, Greg. That, that's ridiculous. We, we have to get in the mud with him, okay? If, if we're talking permanence, we're out here playing by the rules, and Dad's out here using two different baseballs. Sorry, I called Rob Banford Dad. Uh, okay, let's play good tweet, bad tweet. Okay, these are all bad tweets, and I can't tell who sent them. Their profile pictures are gray. Come on, Shiv. Come on. Come on, Shiv. You know you hate the seven-inning doubleheader. Come on, Shiv. Okay, fuck you. Roman. 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 This is how we become gods. First step MLB, next thing you know, we own the Dallas Cowboys, and, and Jerry Jones is selling enchiladas in the parking lot. Um... Pff, fucking... Nope. Gonna be a no, bud. You're dead to me. Okay, all of you, out. Get out of here. Come free, set up a dinner. Get me and Rob in a room one-on-one. -on -one. It's time to play a little bore on the salary floor. Let's be animals today. Whoop, 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 whoop it up. Okay, I'm very drunk. Wow. Positively ripped from the pages of my spec script. This podcast is brought to you by Knuckleheads. The Players' Tribune's incredible podcast, co-hosted by former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. They're lifelong friends and bona fide truth-tellers. So you gotta listen as they invite special guests, high-profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. Named for the on-court celebration they made wildly popular, this unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast is like playing NBA 2K with no fouls. This is their seventh season of doing the show, and it's never been better and more unguarded about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. Guests this season have included Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan. So please, if you love any of the things I mentioned, and you should if you're a diehard sports fan or a casual sports fan or an NBA aficionado or anybody who's even dipped their toe into the NBA waters, Please check out Knuckleheads, presented by the Players' Tribune. You'll be very, very glad you did. And now, I play a little devilish NBA game with fan-sided zone Ariana Prasad. It's a twisted game. NFL contender or pretender or a couple other things. Stay tuned. <laughs> Ariana, thanks so much for joining me uh, to play a little NFL game. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, great. This is, uh, you know, so everybody these days is doing contender pretender, right? We're reaching the end of the regular season. So I wanted to do our version. I wanted to do contender pretender bartender surrender. It's basically the same thing, but bartender means a team with an absolutely heartbreaking loss on the horizon that'll have them racing to the bar and ordering another round. Just something horrible is going to happen to them and they just don't know it yet. And then surrender 
obviously means they should give up immediately. It is time to end the season. They have no hope. So those are your four options. Are you ready to play? Oh, I'm ready to play. That definitely makes things interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can never pick bartender or surrender if you want. They're just there for you. It's like it's like a donut. It's sitting on the table. You can choose it if you want to. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> okay, great. So let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that a lot of people believed in recently. People believe in Joe Burrow, but this week they let the 49ers come into their own building and get them. And now they're sort of sitting in the mud at the bottom of that AFC playoff race. Do you think, would you give the Bengals contender, pretender, and then, you know, also bartender or surrender? So, um, hmm, for the Bengals, well, I think that they're pretenders. Do I think that they'll have a heartbreaking loss and be running to the bartender? Maybe, but I think if we look at this team, we can kind of see through them and see that they're pretenders. Not that they don't have great potential. I think that they do. But during the draft, I'm watching, um, and nothing against Jamar Chase. He's been incredible. But I remember I was thinking, like, why are you not taking an offensive lineman with that pick, you know? So I think that that's still an issue that we have on this team is that they do need to build their offensive line. But with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, um, I think that the Bengals have a promising future. And I think we saw that this year, but I don't think they're they're there yet. Um, And I guess it kind of reminds me of what we saw with the Browns last year. You know, Browns fans were so excited. Oh, my God, we made the playoffs. It's been so long. We, you know, we're finally it feels like we're getting a team. Well, I think that that's kind of how it's going to be this year with the Bengals. So I don't expect a deep playoff run. I definitely think that they can make the playoffs, but I don't expect them to last. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I and agreed on the offensive line thing. It's still like it's jarring. I mean, they <laughs> wanted to do the cute, they want to do the cute college teammates thing with Joe Burrow mm. and Jamar Chase. And like I under for the narrative sake and for being cute, like, yeah, totally understand. But at the same time, yeah, where's the blocking? They are a play. I, I have pretender too. I don't think there's tragedy in their future. I don't think they should give up now. Um, I, I think they're, you know, they're yeah, like you said, they're somewhere between a contender to protect. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're better than a lot of these other seven and six teams. Mm-hmm. And it, it's no great shame to be like a decent playoff team in 2021 when your future mm-hmm. is clearly higher than that. But yeah, they're not gonna win the Super Bowl. They're just neat. They're they're neat and cool. I, I enjoy them, but yeah, no, I, not a contender. Yeah, I'm happy to see it. Definitely for the Bengals. I feel like, um, have you heard about, I think it's their like stadium just being open. Have you seen them like practicing just outside, like just not having the right facilities and everything. So I was definitely surprised this year, but happy for them. Yeah, it was, I remember them practicing outside on like hard knocks and stuff being just out yeah. like in the parking lot next to their stadium. And it's like, that's where you, that's where you go. Are you in the NFL? Um, <laughs> very nice for them though. Um, okay. What about the Arizona Cardinals who I think, A lot of people were getting skeptical of until this past week when they sort of finally went wire to wire against the Rams. Are you a believer in the Cardinals, pretenders, or again, you've got some funky other options if you want to use them? So I think that this might be a little controversial, but I actually think the Cardinals will be heading to the bartender. Wow. Nothing. (laughs) Because I do think that they have some sort of heartbreak on the horizon. Now, I know that they're, you know, leading team in the NFC and everything. They've played great all season. But um, there's just... there's just been a bit of inconsistency, I feel like, this year. And I think when we think of playoff teams, it is so different uh, from a great regular season team. You can be the best regular season team and still falter in the playoffs. Um, So uh, they have been highly penalized this year. They're a bit undisciplined. They've been inconsistent at times. 
Um, and the, the Rams just beat them with uh, Jalen Ramsey on the COVID list. So I think a big question is, can Kyler Murray, you know, win a game with his arm or lead a comeback? Um, and, and that's something that I would want to see during the playoffs. So if they get in this difficult situation or they're down 20 points and, you know, uh, can they pull a 28 and three is kind of the thing. Do they have uh, what it takes to make it through the playoffs? Don't think we've seen that yet from the Cardinals. They very well could, but I could also easily see them having this heartbreaking playoff loss that would shock the world. I love that. I also, when I introed you, I said that they beat the Rams, which is not true. And I'm leaving that all in so that everybody knows <laughs> like, yeah, I did say that. I don't know why I said that. It's absolutely inaccurate. It's, I think I said that because I believe in the Cardinals still. I do think they're a fringe-ish contender just because they're more exciting yeah. than a lot of the other NFC teams. Like there's mm -hmm. just a boomer bust there. So you're right to send mm -hmm. them to the bartender for, for a shot of Jack and maybe a double shot of Jack or, or something, you know, extra, mm -hmm. you know, rub off that heartbreak, get it out of here. Cause there is a chance that just Kyler gets hurt and they're down 21, three. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, we got nothing. Colt McCoy, you know, come on in there. But um, yeah, I think there's a significant boomer bust there. I think they're either a contender or a, a bartender visitor for sure. Um, <laughs> now, what about the Philadelphia Eagles, who I don't even want to be talking about here, but I feel like I have to because I look at the Eagles with Jalen Hurts and I know what that team is. And then I look at the Eagles with Gardner Minshew and I don't know what they are yet. How are you vibing with the Eagles? This is a get out of here. No, um, this is a <laughs> surrender. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, but this is just surrender. Like, um, no, I appreciate definitely the mix of teams that we're going through and everything. And I know, you know, Hey, everybody's a contender in the playoffs this year, but no, the Eagles are not actually a contender. I don't care what their record says. Yeah. I mean, it's the same sort of thing. Like they just, you know, they've been inconsistent this year. I, it, I'm not someone who's just hating on teams. Like I was really excited to see Jalen Hurts doing well at the beginning of the season, but like a lot of teams, you've just seen them lose steam throughout the season, the inconsistencies. And when we're thinking playoff team, you have to think a strong overall team. They need strength on offense, defense. They need, you know, uh, just to be dynamic basically and carry their weight in every phase of the game. So no, I don't see the Eagles being able to do that. And, you know, I, I, I know we'll get into it, but I also expect the Cowboys to win that division. So yeah, I mean, they'll be competing for a while. I don't know if they make it, they'll be out. Yeah. That's why I sent the Eagles to the bartender, <laughs> just because I feel like they've, they've got a narrative going right. The NFC East is not very good. They're not going to win that division. You're right. Um, and we will talk about the Cowboys in a bit. Uh, the Eagles are not going to win that division, but I think with Gardner Minshew, there's this weird, they're just the people of Philadelphia are so confident. There's this crystallized joy that's happening with like all they have to do. Look at their schedule. They got to beat Washington. They got to beat the giants who are terrible. I'll be in attendance at that game. It's going to be very unpleasant. And so I do think there's this sense of false hope where like, obviously they're not very good. They're not very good, but I do think they're going to sneak into a wild card spot and there'd be this Minshew mania thing. And then they'll maybe be up a touchdown in their first playoff game. And the whole city of Philadelphia is going to get the mustaches and the mullets. And then it's going to go downhill from the second half on. So I'm sending them to the bartender. And let's be honest, even if the Eagles weren't good or weren't relevant or won their first playoff game, the fans are still going to the bartender in Philadelphia. So I feel like you could just send them there and be safe. Yes, and hopefully they don't riot the way after this, uh, they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, as long as they're with the bartender and he's watching them and like <laughs> acting like a security yeah. detail. Yeah, that, that would be helpful too. 
Um, what about the Indianapolis Colts, who I'm not going to tip my cards, but I'm excited for this one. Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, I've just been really enjoying watching Hard Knocks. Um, I'm that kind of, I always get attached to the teams and everything oh, yeah. and I kind of start rooting for them. So, you know, watching Hard Knocks, I mean, obviously I knew who's great, but I was just like, damn, you know, this Jonathan Taylor guy, like, whoo, you know, like, um, it's interesting to get that kind of backstory and, and watch that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, um, I would say uh, content. I know I'm probably just being that person that, you know, says everyone's a contender. Um, I'm sorry, pretender. I mean, um, mm-hmm. I don't imagine the Colts have a deep playoff run. Uh, maybe we can even say bartender because I expect them to, mm-hmm. you know, go into the playoffs and they'll get there in the ASC. Um, they, they have the run offense to do it. Um, and they have a defense that could be pretty decent, but I think that, uh, Carson Wentz, the way he did in Philadelphia, uh, I think he's eventually going to drag them down maybe in heartbreak that sends everyone to the bar. But, um, I think that they could win a game or two in the playoffs before they self-destruct, but I don't expect them to make the AOC championship and hang, you know, another banner, for you know winning the division or AFC championship in their uh in their stadium so yeah they love to do that I I I think I have them as a contender but like the lightest contender ever just because just because of the rest of the AFC field and we'll we'll talk about what the the last couple minutes of this podcast will be reserved for the AFC front runners I I promise you but like (laughs) you've got you've got the Patriots you've got the Chiefs and I believe in nobody else and I also don't really believe in the Chiefs because I just don't know what's happening there I don't understand how they've become a defensive juggernaut over the last month and, and you see all these Chiefs fan tweets that are like that defense is revved up now and it's like what happened what changed it's the same people who you told me sucked in October like I guess we'll learn but there's you know it's basically right. the same personnel so I can see I, I'm marking the Colts as a contender because I can see a world where they run through the AFC and either make the title game mm-hmm. or you know peter out in the divisional round I think there's more mojo there. I, I think they're the third best team in the AFC. So as long as you're the third best team in the AFC, I'm giving you a fighting chance. Uh, okay, now now it gets fun. Uh, okay. Now it gets fun. What do you think about the Dallas Cowboys? Be straight with me. Mm-hmm. How about them Cowboys, huh? How about them? Um, okay. <laughs> so I'm sure you know the little Stephen A., Smith joke, the long running joke that he always likes to rank the Cowboys highly just so, you know, he can get the fans revved up and then watch them fall apart in the playoffs. Well, I'm not as cruel as Stephen A. Smith, but <laughs> I do think the Dallas Cowboys fans will be heading to the bar. Yes, you're winning the NFC East. Congratulations. But that is all you're going to be winning this year. I'm sorry. Um, I was really excited to see the Dallas Cowboys play against the Bucks in the opener. I thought they played an amazing game. I was really happy for them. And I've just, I, I like watching a team, you know, even if I'm rooting for the Bucks or Tom Brady, I'm like, you know what you like, I like watching good plays. And then sometimes I'm almost like, oh, well, I almost wish that they could have won because they just did well. Okay. But um, we've seen the Cowboys have just been very inconsistent this year. They started off strong um, and then they're just unraveling by December. Um, and I think that, you know, kind of, yeah, they do always find a way to do this, but, um, yeah, I think that the Cowboys, um, 
they'll make the playoffs, but I don't expect them to be strong. Maybe they'll win a game or something, but it's hard to imagine them moving much further in the playoffs when, you know, I think that just to say like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have that kind of experience in the playoffs, you know, Cowboys haven't been there in a while. So um, I think all those kinds of things matter. So, and then this whole conversation of like, what's going on with Dak Prescott, like I was watching some uh, film of him and it just like, there's this timidity. And I, I know that happens a lot after players are injured, but uh, unless you can get through that mental block and I don't have like an easy answer for that, that's like a difficult thing that you have to work through. But if that's what it's looking like is that if there's this sort of mental block. So yeah, how do you get that through that? And then you need the right exact mindset in the playoffs. So if he's, you know, playing scared at all, then no, they're not going to go far. Don't sell yourself short, Aria. You're just as mean as Stephen A. Smith. I- I've always said this. <laughs> I have always said this. Um, I I have the Cowboys as like the old, like the king bartender team. Like they have their own stool that says Dallas Cowboys yeah. on it. They they bought their own stool at the bar, like a memorial bench in a park. Um, this is like this spells so much disaster because you're right. Easy NFC East champion, like very little stress. If anybody got stressed out over losing to the Broncos at home, like, okay, congrats. Like, you know, we all stress week in, week out, but they're going to waltz to the NFC East title. They're going to waltz to a playoff berth. And then when they get there, you're right. Timid Dak, Zeke's hurt. Tony Pollard's hurt now. Micah Parsons play running back, um, even though he did in high school. That's that's fun fact. So maybe like, maybe they play (laughs) Micah Parsons at running back, but unless they do that, then they are headed for a, a complete disaster playoff showing. And I am excited for it. I'll be there. <laughs> um, so in continuing the theme of AFC teams, I guess I tipped my hand a little bit on this one earlier, unfortunately, but the Tennessee Titans, what's your vibe? Because this is not the team that we watched earlier in the season. Yeah. Another one of those. It's a long NFL season with another <laughs> week, you know, so things change. Um, yeah. Tennessee Titans uh, earlier this season, I would have said, Hey, strong AFC team. We could definitely see them, you know, making a solid playoff run. Um, maybe I'm a bit conservative about who actually makes the Super Bowl. I, I don't want to hand that out, you know, just, mm-hmm. but um, so the Titans are just too injured this year it's not their year I you know I like Mike Grable I think he's doing a great job you know I think that they have a strong team you know Derrick Henry but you know he's out so yeah I just don't think that the Titans have enough to work with um Ryan Tannehill being the greatest play action guy ever you know that had a lot to do with Derrick Henry so you don't have that run game threat then you know so that just makes it more difficult for the offense to move forward and then you know we saw Adrian Peterson there he's out so it's like trying to find like okay who can actually run for us so I just think that um they're getting by but they're not there I don't think they're strong enough to make a deep playoff run so pretend pretender yeah did we just say surrender surrender Ooh, you want to <laughs> surrender the titans before the playoffs even start savage um, uh, uh, they'll make the playoffs i think they will but yeah then they'll have to surrender it's, <laughs> so, yeah it's a borderline surrender for me i i think like i just wanted to say the word surrender i haven't used it yet i don't think unless i did yeah. i'll check the tapes i'm a little off this morning i'm gonna be honest um <laughs> i think i think they're closer to a pretender i think mike Vrabel is insane that's a pro in their column. They always have him. He's crazy. He he's good for like a touchdown a game on, on just like ingenuity. Uh, but Ryan Tannehill being the center of the show, no AJ Brown, Derrick Henry in or out or whatnot. Maybe he comes back to the playoffs fresher than ever. 
and it's terrifying. But that injury report before the Titans and Patriots faced off, it was just like, why is this even a game? Like they'll they'll do what they're gonna do. They're gonna inch to the finish line. They'll make the postseason. But yeah, they're they're as pretendery as it gets in a pretty weak AFC right now. Uh, so let's wrap one more here before I give you your time to gloat in the sunshine. Uh, and I just put this on for fun because I think we're gonna have fun with this one. The Pittsburgh Steelers, go go for it. Yeah, so that's definitely your give me your surrender. If there's any <laughs> surrender in this category, it's this one. Um, I actually just wrote an article about like here's how the Steelers can make the playoffs. Okay, Steelers fans, yes, there's you know maybe like a 13% chance that they make the playoffs. Okay, or a 10% chance because that's what the projections are. Um, you have to win three out of your next four games. Okay, that may not be that easy to do. Um, and then I actually wrote like, they haven't won three games since like October. So, or like they've won three full games since October. I apologize. So, okay. If it's taking you two months to do that, you expect to do that over the next four weeks. Like that, that's a lot, you know, to kind of depend on. So um, yeah, they're, you know, they got that tie against the Lions. I feel like that's pretty telling. Big Ben is falling apart. That's like the big thing. Um, I know that this is a great franchise. I like don't have anything against the Steelers. I like seeing great teams. And I think that they've been a consistently great team. I like seeing them in the AFC playoffs, but uh, yeah, it'll be hard for them to even make the playoffs this year. I feel like they should just give up. Um, they just technically still have a chance because the AFC sucks. Um, so any other year or, you know, era, maybe they wouldn't, but, um, yeah, I just, um, yeah, big Ben's falling apart. Like they don't have Juju, like they have their own injuries. They have their own issues. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like, they're just not going anywhere. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> no, that's it. The only thing I'll add, I mean, they're the surrender kings. The only thing I'll add is that I hate Ben Roethlisberger with every fiber of my being. Always have, always will. Um, and it's been a complete joy to watch. So he'll never surrender. He's not going to do it. Uh, but I'm going to mail him a white flag every week uh, from now and through the end of the season so that he could just maybe get a chance. Uh, you know, just wave it. it. Maybe we cut to you on the sidelines and you're waving a white flag instead of a terrible towel. Uh, just a thought. Big Ben, you are the worst. You always will be. And I'll be here at your Hall of Fame induction reminding you of the time I mailed you a surrender flag. Now, Ariana, before I let you go, I will give you as much time as you would like. We got through all of these useless teams. Every time an AFC team popped up, we said the AFC is bad. So I will give you a chance to talk about oh. your beloved Patriots who are the one seed and who definitely deserve it at this point. Okay. Wow. When the year began. Okay. First of all. All right. First of all, I'd like to address everybody who doubted Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. All right. I know that Bill hasn't had the best draft in recent years, but when he was drafting Mac Jones, I remember all these stupid little memes and jokes. <laughs> and I remember so many people were like, Ooh, Justin Fields. And I was like, no, Justin Fields does not have a great throwing motion. He's going to be inconsistent and he relies too much on the run. I know everybody gets excited about a mobile quarterback and they're just, people want to laugh off somebody who can stay in the pocket and complete passes and make their reads. And it's been so incredible to watch Mac do that. Like, you know, okay, most NFL ready. And I think it's ridiculous that analysts are like, oh, we're so surprised. How do we not see this coming? Well, like, you know, if you wanted to give credit to someone who stayed within the pocket, you would have seen this coming. You watch the first, like you would have seen this coming. You know, he got picked over Cam Newton. Like, hello, this is Bill Belichick. This is, you know, I'm not going to say he's a second Tom Brady, but I think that he's like 
the best quarterback I've seen in recent years to follow up Tom, you know, uh, so, or one of them at least for sure. But um, this is just a strong team overall. Um, that defense is great. I don't feel as confident about any other defense in the NFL. Um, I mean, they're all making plays like JC Jackson is so incredibly underrated. Um, and then the funny thing about Bill Belichick is that he just keeps finding like these great cornerbacks and signing them for basically nothing. Um, so he just keeps having guys in that come, I think uh, miles Bryant. Um, so yeah, he just keeps having guys come in and make plays Matt Judon. Why did no one talk about him? Be like, he's incredible. He's trademarking his little signature move. He's got his red sleeves. Like he is feeling himself and he should. And I actually was watching this Pat's podcast and Chris Long joked about how he wasn't allowed to rush the passer. He was joking with Kyle Van Noy, but he's like, in practice, they pulled me aside. Like you're not rushing the passer, you know, as a defensive end. And he's like, it seems that Matt Judon just, gets to do whatever he wants. And Kyle's just laughing and saying no comment. Yes, Matt Judon gets to do whatever he wants because he just wrecks the game. Like, he's amazing. I'm glad to see Kyle Van Noy back, even though he betrayed us. But hey, I'm happy he's here. Um, I love Dante Hightower. Uh, I've been believing in this team all along, and I know that might just sound ridiculous to say, but I never count out the Patriots even last year maybe foolishly I was just like <laughs> okay maybe you know I saw how it was going along and I was just like okay I didn't want to admit it but I'm like okay this is just not a good year but definitely this year like seeing how they played their first few games like even those losses they were so close like they almost beat Tom Brady people forget that you know like they were down two points like the they lost to the Dolphins by one point so they should actually have even more wins than they do and, you know, I know you can kind of play with the math and say that about a lot of teams, but no, like the way that they played, it could have gone either way. Like they played really well all year. So we're seeing them being really strong. They're making a run. Number one seed. I'm so happy to see it. Like you just can't beat Bill Belichick and you can't beat this team that he put together because I think more than anything else, the Patriots have proven over and over what makes them a dynasty is really finding the best out of every single player. It's not making, you know, obviously he made the big signs in free agency this year, but it's about finding players that, you know, kind of have the character and mentality to play with your team. It's not just making, you know, Los Angeles is just accumulating talent, which that works for them. It brought them to the Super Bowl in 2018. I'm not, you know, but like, it's just a lot of smart players. And, you know, they're always in man coverage. Like they have a great defense that can make the reads and, you know, get turnovers and interceptions. So, um, I, okay. I don't know what's going on. It's probably been longer than two minutes. Thank you for letting, letting me ramble. But, um, yeah, I'm just so happy to see this Patriot just because I think that they're a really good football team. And honestly, like even the Buccaneers, like I love Tom Brady and everything, but that team um has a lot of issues too you know um they've been penalized they've just made some mistakes and everything so they were doing that last year and then they obviously went on that hot their hot streak and went to the super bowl but you know with the patriots here like would love to see a brady belichick super bowl but um then i'm even thinking i'm like you know what like i think the patriots could beat brady you know because brady needs the rest of his team are they gonna show up so i don't know yeah, that's why I gave you as much time as you need. You, I mean, you got you got five minutes on the clock, I believe. Maybe, maybe four. I'm not sure, but it's. I gave you time because a, I wanted you to enjoy yourself, but b, I believe you. I agree with you. I think this is somehow the most unbeatable Patriots team in like five or six years, and that includes some Super Bowl champions. And 
I just yeah. wanted to end the podcast on the correct note. I think everything you said is correct. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I like when I look at the NFL, like I look at a lot of teams and I see all these deficiencies and I, I feel like the Patriots, it's kind of like, you know, tie a hand behind their back. They'll still find a way to win. That's the way I see this team. And I feel like they can actually do it now. Like, yes, we knew Bill Belichick could always do that, but it feels like he has the players to do that. And I will actually count you. I feel like this has been the best, you know, man in the arenas coming out. This is more like an early 2000s Patriots team. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that they have all the same Hall of Famers, but I'm saying the mentality, the build, you know, obviously Mac is like so young, like, hey, rookie of the year, that's what I think. Coach of the year, rookie of the year, Tom Brady wins MVP. Come on, you know, <laughs> just make it my no. Um, but yeah, sometimes I just like, yeah, I, I also just, you know, to, to hate a little bit but yeah the, I think the Chiefs are so like inconsistent I mean they've been winning and everything and I get that but I, I see them falling apart the way they did before Tampa Bay last year so yes I, I think there could easily be a Chiefs accident on the horizon <laughs> I don't think you're wrong about that <laughs> yeah so th- thank you for letting me gloat I, I appreciate it um and yeah, I, I mean, I just like good football and I think the Patriots do it the best. I'm sorry. You know, I like watching when other teams do it, but quite frankly, like no one does it quite like New England. So yeah. that's where my fandom lies. We all love good <laughs> football. Uh, and so that's why we're sending a warning to Ben Roethlisberger. Get out of here. Get out of the NFL. Please leave. Um, <laughs> Ariana Prasad, thank you so much for joining me and playing this funky little game this morning. Yeah, thank you so much. This is awesome. Ariana Prasad, thank you so much. Appreciate the NFL chatter and the Patriots talk. They're going to win the Super Bowl, aren't they? They are, right? And now, my final flame. It's been such a difficult week for sports fans. From COVID spreading to devastating injuries to F1 drama I vaguely caught the gist of at 8 a.m. Saturday, there's been very little joy to go around. And so, with the holiday season in the fullest of swings, I decided to introduce a segment I hope can bring us all a little twinkle of Christmas spirit. It's called Final Flame Guys, Some Good News, a completely original concept where I spotlight the human interest stories that keep the sports world going. I'll just scroll down the sidebar of ESPN.com here. Keep scrolling. I'm I'm still scrolling. You can get COVID in the ear now? Okay, here we go. Good news. Everyone is talking about the adorable 10-year-old Yukon fan who helped star Paige Bukers walk out of the arena after a catastrophic injury. Okay, that actually wasn't good. Wasn't inspirational. It was a good moment for the kid, though, but not very inspiring. Let's see. This Tennessee Volunteers concessions worker was laid off because she smiles weird. So a thousand local teens crowdfunded her health care. Also not inspiring. Very bad reflection of society on multiple levels. Oh, here's one. Steph Curry visits young boy in hospital after intentionally knocking him out with basketball. Nope, bad. Steph, why did you do that? Good news. Good news. Oh, finally. Here we go. Odell Beckham Jr. positive. Oh, positive for COVID-19. I thought this was just a nice story about his positive attitude. You know what? Let's take a break. This sucks. Just gotta breathe. Take a deep breath. There's going to be some good news. Copyright Final Flame Guy. Okay, okay, okay. Washington owner Dan Snyder. Nope, not even reading to the end of that one. Autopsy shows. Nope, those never show anything great. It's never like autopsy shows healthy heart in every diner at delicious restaurant. Coroner, colon, woman in no way. Three of these in a row about a coroner. How is that possible? 
Aw, woman saves falling baby from burning building. Subheadline: baby is a slang term for adult drug mule. Since when? Ah, okay, here we are. There is no way this headline is about to take a turn. Adorable baby elephant thinks that concession worker smiles weird. Okay, we're done. Enjoy December, you hellcats. I'm going in my bunker, and I'm not coming out until Dan Snyder is gone. I have enough meat chips to last me to January 8th, so it, it better be soon. God, how did Jack Reacher get a Netflix series out of this? The news sucks. Oh, oh by Jack Reacher, I of course mean me. How did me do that? Shut up, baby elephant. My thanks to Ariana Prasad. See you all next Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.